0: So, the key verse to focus on is the Lord is close to all who call on Him, yes, to all who call on in, in truth. So, let's pray. Heavenly and merciful Father, we do thank you that we can enter into your presence. Just as my sister said earlier, it is a privilege and an honor that our Almighty God wants to hear from us, that He makes time specifically to hear every prayer. There's no one child who prays to him that he does not hear that prayer. And we thank you, Lord, that you don't ask us to be um, one way, but you accept prayer in any way. Whatever we how we communicate with you. You just want us to fellowship and be in your presence. So, Lord, help your servant as he delivers this message. May you speak into my heart, that I may deliver the words from my mouth. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So my first question, because I love asking questions, is, What is prayer? But I'll ask a secondary question: How do you find praying? Now, most of you guys, I can already see the nod that some are going, yeah, and some are going, because it is unique to people. Some find it easier sharing. So prayer is about you and God, basically. It's simply a two-way relational communication with him. It grants us a personal audience with the King of Kings, God himself. And we can pray at all times and for all situations. That's one thing you can always guarantee. Um, Even the smallest item you can pray to God about. It's a means of grace that allows us to draw closer to him to build on and strengthen his foundation in us for more faith and to grow more in him, it comforts and confirms by God's grace. It is where we can seek and find forgiveness from God. Our prayers can take many forms. They can be written, verbal or silent, public or private, long or short, joyful or repentant, encouraging or challenging. Prayer is one of God's many ways of bringing his peace into our hearts and lives, especially in times of trouble. So there are different types of prayer, and this is from the BibleStudyTools.com. Starting from the top, we've got vows, and the reference is 1 Samuel 1, verse 10 to 11. Thanksgiving, 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Confession, Psalm 32, verse 5. Quiet reflection, Psalm 63, verse 6. Deliverance and help, Psalm 107, verse 6. Transformation, Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Adoration, Psalm 148, 13. Healing, Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Blessing, Philippians 1, 9 to 11. And intercession, Colossians 1, 9 to 12. There are also prayers of lament, complaint, petition, forgiveness, and guidance. The most common type of psalm is a prayer to God, and they cover many human experiences and emotions of life. The psalms are a good place to start to improve how you pray, relate, and think about God. God encourages us to pray because he wants more of his kingdom to be manifested here on earth. He makes it all happen. It's nothing that we do. Here are a few things that prayer can facilitate. It facilitates healings, fasting. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Don't do fasting without prayer. Revelation, inspiration, empowerment, direction, reassurance, confirmation, strengthening, fellowship, deliverance, and encouragement. I think prayer does not affect God's overall will and purpose for us, but it can affect specific outcomes within God's will. God uses prayer to involve his people in showing his will on earth. Prayer is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and he, the Holy Spirit, will help you in how to pray. Romans 8:26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Prayer is unique between every person and God. It is the the most intimate way for us to worship and communicate with God, led by the Holy Spirit. It reflects our adoration, reverence and gratitude to our almighty God. It's a powerful blessing and privilege God has provided to us. It opens up an opportunity for God to show himself. He loves to see us make space for him to see his goodness, glory, and power, grace, mercies, and kindness through prayer. I believe God listens to every prayer intently, looking for ways to speak to us through them to build up our faith, our hope and love in him, and so in turn build up a deeper relationship with him. No matter who we are or where we are, God hears our cries and he responds. John 15, verse 7, But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. God hears our prayers when we stay connected to him. He answers prayer according to his will, for his glory, not our own. He answers prayers so we are fruitful for him and show the world we are his disciples. God loves to converse with us. When June, my wife, and I were courting we were both eager to see or speak to each other every day. And before you say it, we still do. (laughs) There is so much more, this is so much more so with God who is constantly speaking to us. So what is the purpose of prayer? Prayer shows our dependence on God for all things. It helps us express and quench our thirst and hunger for God's presence. Effective prayer requires humility and our submission to the Holy Spirit. Our prayers are heard by a very attentive Heavenly Father who loves to answer his children. We give thanksgiving to God in prayer, acknowledging his goodness, faithfulness, provision, and protection that he so abundantly provides every day. Even before we pray, he is at work on our behalf in our situations. Prayer also allows us to bring our worries and concerns to him. In Daniel 6, we see Daniel has risen up the ranks by God's providence and the Babylonian king, Darius, plans to place him over the entire empire. The other high officials of the king did not want that to happen. So they tricked the king into making a law that anyone who prays to anyone but the king will be thrown to the lions. And this is Daniel's response. Daniel 6 from verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down, as usual, in his upstairs room, with its window open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he has always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for help. So let's just unpick that a little. Daniel hears what the situation is, and what does he do? prays. He doesn't worry, that's what we normally do. We're on our knees say, Lord, why me? Daniel doesn't do that. Goes straight back home. Now why does he go home? He comes up later. Because he goes to his usual place where he prays, in the upstairs room. He's got that specific place where he wants to talk to God. And his windows are open. Now just think about it. He's just been given that law. Anyone who prays to anyone else but the king gets thrown to the lions. But he's got his windows open, and we know when windows are open, sound travels, and I'm sure he's not quiet in his prayer. So he's praying out to God. And he prays regularly, three times. I struggle with one. He's praying three times a day in his special Give giving thanks to God. Again, in prayer, we've got to remember to give thanks. And the officials, the officials know where he's going to be because he's regular, he knows where he's going to be. They could probably hear him praying as they're approaching his front door. And he's praying to ask for God's help. Well, Daniel's opponents are quick to grasp him up. And the king realizes what he has done and tries to find a way to get Daniel out of trouble. However, he finally gives in, and Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Picking up the story from verse 16. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? It's a great Sunday school story, that one. I'm sure that we always remember that from Sunday school. So most of us know the rest of the story. God saved Daniel from the lions to the joy of the king, and those who dropped Daniel in it were thrown to the lions. Only, that's only fair because the lions are still hungry. They didn't eat. <laughs> what we see from this story... His people noticed Daniel's faithfulness in prayer. They knew who he followed as his God. And he was not swayed from his faith by his situation. The pagan king even fasted for Daniel. Did you see that? The pagan king fasted for him. What king puts aside the KFC for anyone? Yeah, you think they don't eat KFC? They eat KFC. Anyway. Daniel, through prayer, put his faith in God, which inspired the king to put his faith in God to save Daniel in the end Daniel was blessed even more for his faithfulness and the enemy of God the enemies of God got their just deserts Daniel was consistent in prayer something over 60 years from the time of his youth to his death God uses and reveals his purposes to those who faithfully continue to seek his will I believe that some purposes of prayer are To praise and glorify God. Our Lord Jesus did that at Lazarus' tomb. To strengthen and encourage us to endure. Again, our Lord Jesus did that at Gethsemane. To receive help and healing. To talk, share and commune. And to hear God's voice. To grow in God. And to be empowered to help serve God. The laying on of hands in prayer allows God to use us to impart something like His wisdom or empowerment. Prayer normally precedes healings, miracles, prophetic words, and dreams. So prophetic people should have a very strong, consistent prayer life, balanced with the word of God, to ensure what they hear is in line with his word. If you hear a prophet that says anything that's outside of the word of God, they're not a prophet. They're always in line with the word. Prayer is effective for spiritual warfare. This is something many churches don't talk about. But you need it. You're always, you, you don't think that you're not fighting. You're already in a spiritual warfare. You may not acknowledge it, but you're in it. We have believers called prayer warriors. Bless them. And praise God, this church has got prayer warriors. That's lovely. Why? Why do we need them? Because in prayer, we have to battle through. We can press harder for the kingdom in prayer. Jesus teaches us to persevere And be persistent in prayer. Ask and keep on asking. Intercessory prayer is powerful, not only for the people we pray for, but also for ourselves as we see God answering our prayers. And my Lord is good because Gordon is here that's answered prayer. What are the benefits of prayer? Positive thinking cannot change a situation, but positive prayer can. It is more effective than positive thinking, which may only change you, but nothing else. It provides breakthroughs showing God's authority overcoming our situations. Prayer can bring assurances of God's faithfulness. We pray to seek his help or wisdom, especially in times of trouble. It puts God at the center of all things, and I believe prayer remains the powerhouse of God's church. It helps us develop an intimacy and deepening of our relationship with God that we cannot develop in any other way in our walk with him. So we need to prioritize quality, quiet time with God for this. We can overcome temptations and find refuge in prayer. I have often encountered new strength and peace when I pressed into God in prayer. And I'm sure my wife was also pressing into God when she's dealing with me. It provides encouragement to believers to lift our hearts during trials. James 5, verse 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. We can receive healing and release through God moving through the prayer of others. So, I was really challenged at conference that we need to make time to be still. So I'm going to pause for one minute. I'm going to time it. Sorry. And in that minute, just try to be still. Be still and listen. Because I've been talking a lot, but the Holy Spirit's been talking to you, not me. And if the Holy Spirit's saying something to you, in that one minute, press in and see what he's saying. So, as we go on, what about fasting? I know it's not a dirty word, church. This is part of being a Christian. What about fasting? Fasting is normally accompanied with prayer. It produces supernatural results, not possible in the physical without it. Did you hear? I'll say it again. It produces supernatural results, not possible in the physical without it. So if you're pressing in for something that you really do need to press into, you have to pray and fast. God, through our voluntary physical weakness and lack of food, helps us to experience more of his power and presence to strengthen our inner being. Isaiah 58 and Matthew 6 give examples of what God desires from us when fasting. Prayer and fasting require surrender from us. There are two forces at work in our lives. Choose to feed the inner man, our spirit, not the outer man, our flesh. When I say man, I mean male and female there. It brings another level and depth to our walk with God. Fruitfulness in fasting takes patience and perseverance. We abstain from something to allow God to focus us for his kingdom. We should expectantly be seeking God in the midst of our fasting. Fasting requires resolve and determination to see what God wants to say and do. Just to clarify, fasting doesn't always have to be limited to food. You can fast from TV. You can fast from sex. I know some of you said, no, nope, not do that. It's you're giving something that you know you can, you will find hard to do without, for God's glory. That's what fasting is about. It's not about not eating. You can fast on many different levels. And why? Because Jesus affirmed fasting. He, it makes you stronger, not weaker. Yeah? It, you may feel weak at the beginning. I, I got knocked, I, I, My knee started knocking the first day of fasting because I was so used to having breakfast. I missed my cup of tea and my croissants and the marmalade. Amen. But I did find in fasting, it made me stronger, not weaker. Prepared me, strengthened me. And once you get past that overall starvation bit, you don't really miss it. It gets better. When Jesus completed his fasting, he was prepared for the tasks before him. Fasting precedes many great events seen in the Bible. Moses fasted for 40 days before receiving the Ten Commandments in Exodus 34, 28. Daniel and many of the prophets fasted, and Jesus himself fasted during his ministry, shown in Matthew 4, verse 2. What are the challenges to prayer? I think we've started to pick at some of these. I think the key one for all of us is time and commitment. Time and commitment is going to be your biggest challenge a prayer. And then also a lack of faith. Sometimes you don't pray because you think, I don't deserve this. Why is God going to give me this? That's a lack of faith. Faith is about believing God is going to give it to you, not that God is not going to give it to you. On forgiveness, If you don't feel worthy, you're not going to approach the holy God, are you? You need to get that out of your system and then you'll feel that you can approach our God. Disobedience, this is one thing we're all doing, even if we don't acknowledge it. But pray to God and ask him for help in dealing with your disobedience and sin, which the two will be connected. This is for us. Every believer is called to pray. It's not optional, and it significantly impacts our growth in our walk with God. I believe it's essential for our spiritual and physical well-being. To neglect it will hinder you, A life without prayer is spiritual fasting, which I do not recommend. A quote from the Collins Bible Companion, the prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Without prayer, you're not going to have what you need to get through what life is going to throw at you. Try not to make prayer a chore, but something to look forward to as we press into the presence of God. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray in Matthew 6 with what we know as the Lord's Prayer. We must not forsake our quiet prayer time with God. There is always going to be something to take up your time with God, but strive to discipline what you spend your time with for your own good. Time in prayer is worth the effort and sacrifice required. In time, it will not feel like a chore, but an honor, privilege, and a time you look forward to as you fellowship with God. He wants you to encounter and enjoy his presence, presence just as much as he enjoys your presence speaking with him. Don't you see it's two-way? It's not just about you saying, yeah, I'm back here, Lord. Here I am. I'm the star. God has many stars. You're all stars in God's eyes. And he doesn't neglect not one of you. But he wants you to talk to him. We're so busy sometimes thinking about me when we should be thinking about him. I'm going to pause one more time for one more minute in prayer. I'm giving you a lot of information, but I'm praying the Holy Spirit's stirring stuff. So I'm going to give you one minute. Let the Holy Spirit digest what you've received. Amen. So my last point today how can we pray? Luke 5 verse 16 but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Jesus made prayer a priority an example we can all follow. He always made time to pray and he continues to pray for us at the right hand of the Father. A healthy prayer life in God ensures you remain in step with his will don't give up on praying. God is listening, and he's testing our faith. Here is a tip from Tony Evans. The more you worry, the less you pray. The more you pray, the less you worry. Amen. There's truth in those words. Our prayers need to be honest and real. God already knows our hearts and our requests, but he still enjoys, enjoys the dialogue we have with him. We can question cry for help, even complain to God through prayer, but be careful not to sin or anger God through them. The whole of John 17 shows Jesus' longest prayer and shows us a model we can apply to ourselves for prayer. So Jesus prays for himself first. Then he prays for those who already believe. And then he prays for those who will believe in the future. These are five principles that I've taken from the NKJV Spirit-filled Study Bible and it states how you can help how you can get help to hear God's voice. So it recommends make time for God in a special place of prayer. You saw that with Daniel. Now church I'm not saying you need to dedicate a wing of your house for prayer. But some of my greatest moments in prayer have been in my car driving to work. Just find a place where you can commune with Him. Look for God to speak to you through His word, dreams, and visions. That's why I say you need prayer and the word. Mix the two up. You can listen to your word through the app now, you don't have to read it. So you can be listening to it and praying. Praying scripture is really powerful. What we've been doing today, listen for His response. Don't always be na-na-na-na-na at God. Sometimes step back and listen and say, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Keep a journal of the things God shares with you. I've been journaling like mad in my phone, putting notes all the time. Because when things come to pass, which is the next one, you can say, yes, thank you, Jesus. You answered that prayer. 1 John 5, verses 14 to 15. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him, and since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. I encourage you to pour out your heart to God. Not only is he the best listener and friend you will ever have, but he's also a great but he's also great at answering our cries for help. I think we've already had this one today, but we'll say it again. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 8. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And God's going to respond to you, and I think in one of these three ways. He'll either say yes, and that way your request has been answered, He'll say no, which means you're not having that. Or he'll say not yet. And that's what we just read in that verse. He wants you to ask and keep asking and keep seeking till you see the fruit. Abraham didn't see the promise at first, but he believed. And he was, it was, it was justified by that. When you are praying, make space for God to respond. Be expectant. That is what prayer is all about. Stepping out in faith, trusting God, trusting that God has heard your cry and is going to respond. So I would encourage you, pray, then pause, be still, listen, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak, and then pray again. Try to use scripture to inspire your prayers. It is powerful when we speak the word of God over ourselves and others. By pressing into God in prayer, we can experience fresh and sometimes bigger revelation of who God is develop these times of intimacy with God so to finish some tips for us all when praying believe and have faith in God alone show reverence as you approach God give thanks for what God has done and what we'd like him to do be open honest and sincere with God do not hold on forgiveness or sin in our hearts seek God with unselfish motives and focus our requests on God's glory, the increase of his kingdom and his will for our lives. Some of us find prayer easier than others. That's why I started that out with the question. But prayer is good for your church. I hope this message will encourage all of us to press in further in prayer to our King and Savior and to our Heavenly Father. I pray we cultivate a greater hunger to experience more of God through prayer to grow in this beautiful and wonderful gift we have from God, to soak in and enjoy his presence, to be still before him and to take the time and care to daily encounter the living, gracious, almighty, eternal God. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for prayer. Lord Jesus, you set the example for us many times in your word. And Lord, we pray that we do continue to press into you. It's only by your grace, Lord, that we are saved. It's by your power that we are regenerated into the child of God that you've called us to be. So, Lord, where we have neglected this precious gift, help us be more disciplined. Show us where we can do what you are calling us to do in prayer. In Jesus' precious name, amen.